Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Yuthie. Hello, everyone. Holden, it's nice to see you, even though I can't, because we're just talking <laughs> we over the phone. Eventually, I will not be able to see or hear you. Yeah, um, we will just hang up on each other. Um, yeah, we had some audio issues with Skype. Wasn't sure exactly what was happening there, um, but so yeah, we're just we're speaking over the phone right now. Whatever it was, definitely Holden's fault. Yeah, probably was. <laughs> so we're just channeling our inner Gen Xers and talking on the phone. Oh my gosh. Yeah can't believe it it's the audio quality isn't quite as good no, i'm hearing all the cr- the crackles and everything from jimmy's uh, terrible phone plan so yeah my terrible phone plan so yeah now, these airpods <laughs> aren't as comfortable as my over-the-ear noise canceling sony headphones holding oh okay are we sponsored by sony now <laughs> yes sony no we're response. not because we gave morbius a bad review yes um <laughs> But anyway, we've got a great episode for you this week featuring our review of the second episode of Moon Knight, as well as Sonic the Hedgehog 2. That one movie podcast. Tom. But first, Jimmy, we've got to do the Toms. Let's do the Toms. The Toms, the Toms, the Toms, the Toms. Toms is a rapid-fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw's the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. What do you got this week? Holden. All right, so this week is apparently just uh, a lot of celebrity news, but we're not a celebrity podcast. We're just covering it because it does affect uh, film uh, somewhat. So uh, we've got Will Smith update from last week. Uh, Will Smith apparently has been banned from the Oscars for 10 years, um, which is interesting, but it becomes even more interesting when you realize he's only the fifth person ever to be banned from the Oscars. The other five people, or the other four people, are Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, Roman Polanski, and Adam Kimmel, who I didn't know who that was, but apparently he was a cinematographer who was a convicted sex offender. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, if I had to draw up a list, that is not a uh, group you want to be a part of. No, no. And it's. I mean. Yeah, he shouldn't have. He probably shouldn't have smacked Chris Rock or whatever. You know, it was a big, big controversy. But I don't think it's you know on the level of these these people. <laughs> it's it's kind of putting him in league with these with these people, and it's uh, I don't know, doesn't seem quite right to me. <laughs> whatever he won his Oscar, who he doesn't even care anymore. Probably I don't know. It, it, yeah, and being banned doesn't stop you from being able to get nominated and winning. I mean, I'm pretty sure Roman Polanski has kept getting nominated for decades past his ban. So, yeah, I mean, Will Smith can still win. He just can't show up. Nice. So, I do not care, Holden Bergeron. <laughs> Bergeron. 
Um, we talked about this one a little bit earlier in the week, Jimmy. Uh, Jim Carrey uh, is, is, says he is likely going to retire from acting. Um, and when asked if you know there was anything that could possibly bring him back from that decision, he says, it depends. If the Angels bring some sort of script that's written in gold ink that says to me that it's going to be really important for people to see, I might continue down the road, but I'm taking a big I'm taking a break. Um, and then, uh, Jimmy, you mentioned that uh, he said he'd do Ace Ventura 3 if Christopher Nolan directs it. So that makes me think Ace Ventura 3 is not actually happening, which we had previously said it was. I mean, we had seen articles saying it was, but that's disappointing that it looks like it's probably not. What do you think of this whole thing, Jimmy? Um, well, uh, what a legend, Jim Carrey. I mean, he was my favorite growing up by uh, his mm. sense of humor his physical comedy the way he just kind of morphs himself into whatever he wants to be for a role um i love jim carrey yeah, definitely leaves a lasting impact hilarious guy and you know his reasons oh, yeah. for why he's done is just like i don't need anything like i'm happy like he talked mm-hmm. about going to his like uh what was his his grandson's baseball game and he like a grand slam and he was like climbing the fence and going or whatever just like being crazy (laughs) which i could just see him and he's just like i don't need anything else i have enough i am enough i'm like just cool to see jim carrey in a good place i'm happy that he's happy and you know i would love to see him come back and have some sort of great performance for a great script i would love to see ace ventura three by chris nolan or not yeah (laughs) but you know the guy's happy if he wants to call it quits i don't know why people like tom hanks i'm like if i was tom hanks i would not be doing it anymore like you have so much money why do you need to robert de niro yeah seriously freaking ridley (laughs) scott why are you still making movies i mean i guess if you just love it so much you could do that yeah I think I would just, I'd be like, I'd rather do other things at this point in my life since I literally have bags of money just lying around. Yeah, I mean, people do retire from acting, but it seems so much more rare than, you know, retiring from just like a regular job, which most people end up doing. So it's just strange. And it's weird because like you'd think the onset experience would be really taxing. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe if you become, like, a big enough star, maybe it isn't, because everyone will, like, cater to you. <laughs> like, I don't know, but still, it's you, it's you still having to go in, like, every day for a few weeks or whatever, and it's a, it's a lot. It is. So, I mean, Brokaw for Jim Carrey. Two, Thomas, two thumbs up Brokaw for Jim Carrey. He's, yeah, uh, seems like he's in a good place. I mean, he certainly has a phenomenal legacy in comedy he's one of my favorite comedians of all time probably my favorite honestly ace ventura when nature calls is still one of my favorite movies <laughs> i think it holds up even though it's, it's so funny. probably racist uh yeah, yeah definitely a little <laughs> i mean he is the stupidest person in the movie though to be fair um, yeah yeah so yeah great great uh career and good for him yeah now I will also give Jim Carrey in his career a Thomas th- two thumbs up Brokaw. So, yeah, something we can all agree on, I think. The ball is in Chris um, Nolan's court. Maybe he'll join Oppenheimer, Olden. Oh, yeah, maybe. He just gets I mean, like, blown cast- up. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know who owns the rights to the Ace Ventura franchise, but uh, Christopher Nolan, call him up. Yes. Um, but anyway, and then uh, other uh, news. We have Ezra Miller, <laughs> apparently. Oh, gosh. Um, so this week, um, he got arrested in Hawaii, uh, for, uh, disorderly conduct and harassment. Uh, apparently there were several instances of him, uh, acting, uh, acting out on, in Hawaii. Uh, one couple even filed a restraining order against him because he apparently broke into their apartment and stole stuff while threatening them. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. Uh, but there's conflicting report. I initially, I was seeing like, this is for sure, but I, I think since Warner Bros has maybe refuted this a bit, but, um, Rolling Stone was saying that Warner Bros is taking like some time to reassess his role in like future movies at their companies since he's, he's, you know, in the Fantastic Beast movies, he's the Flash in the DC movies. Um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Here's Jimmy? what I think. Uh... Ezra Miller, okay, whatever. I, I mean, I don't know the situation. Uh, yeah, there's. You, I would just say where there's smoke, there's fire. Usually, so uh, we've heard a lot of things about Ezra Miller. I obviously don't know him at all, so mm-hmm. yeah. just evaluate the the facts and the story for yourself, and you can come up with any conclusions you want to. But here is my expert analysis, Holden. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, here's what I'd do. If I'm ahead of Warner Bros, take Ezra Miller out of Fantastic Beasts, insert Johnny Depp into that role. <laughs> uh, that's that's the real power play, is you have Johnny Depp, who got canceled from past Fantastic Beasts, apparently, probably wrongly so, and then just to get reinserted in a different role, I think would be hilarious. <laughs> For someone else who got canceled, so well, and especially since Ezra Ezra Miller's playing like you know an early twenty something, you know, you just have Johnny Depp take over that role. Yeah, um, that those are my thoughts. Yeah, I I support that. I always forget that Ezra Miller is in the Fantastic Beasts movies. I um, do too. Until I like I just hear something about him. So yeah. I forget um, those movies exist, and we are seeing one <laughs> next week. So isn't that just a joy? It has been, what, four wait. years? Three years? Four, four years. This movie, I know we're getting off on a tangent from Fantastic Beasts, but this movie is going to flop. <laughs> I think, or at least it's it, maybe it won't flop, but it's going to be a huge financial dis- disappointment for Warner Bros., and they may reassess if they're going to keep going with these movies. That is my prediction. They have to Because no one cares about this. No, I mean, Emily huge harry potter fan owns harry mm-hmm. potter trivial pursuit i asked her do you want to go to this movie with me and holden she said no <laughs> like <laughs> i don't want to see that i don't like <laughs> been to harry potter world at least once i think multiple times just does not care so yeah yikes um and eddie redmayne is like her friend crush so i mean what are you what are you gonna do uh <laughs> uh they need to stop i think or just just do dumbledore versus the grindelwald whatever is grindelwald just literally make one more movie get rid of eddie redmayne and that whole trio because nobody cares and just (laughs) make that final movie and call it quits yeah that's what i I can't wait and 
yeah i agree i agree and my guess is that's what they'll end up doing so um fantastic beasts uh film series gets a bombadil from me <laughs> <laughs> before we've even seen the third installment <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah just uh bombadil for that uh ezra miller uh bergeron because uh yeah whatever um ezra miller doing stupid things i'll give a bombadil fantastic yeah, yeah, beast I i'll also give a bombadil <laughs> and if you can't get johnny before you get johnny depp for the final movie coming up here uh <laughs> like i mentioned not two more please i don't want two more mm. fantastic beast movies uh i think they should replace ezra miller with tig Notaro, but she's playing the same character she played in <laughs> army of the dead <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> Just have all of her scenes be like very edited in. Yeah, that I can't. Was, I, I they did a pretty I good job with it, uh, Army of the Dead, though. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I didn't. I'm not sure I knew about Tignataro's like insert until after we had watched it. So, I mean, good on them. Good job editing. Yes, good job editing. Editors of <laughs> <laughs> VFX artists of Army of the Dead broke off. What are we even talking about anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Who even knows? Um, anyway, uh, Sam This rapid-fire segment that we're doing here, old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going off on tangents. Um, Sam Raimi this week uh, talked about the possibility of Spider-Man 4, uh, and he said this. I've come to realize after making Doctor Strange that anything is possible, really anything in the Marvel Universe, any team-ups. I love Toby. I love, I love Kirsten Dunst. I think all things are possible. I don't really have a story or a plan. I don't know if Marvel would be interested in that right now. I don't know what their thoughts are about that. I haven't really pursued that, but it sounds beautiful. Even if it wasn't a Spider-Man movie, I'd love to work with Toby again in a different role. Look, Marvel, just do it. Like, just yeah. get the bags of money. It's in the multiverse. You can have Tom Holland swing in for a few seconds. I mean, I guess it, they, he'd have to get Sony's approval, right? Sony, just <laughs> let it happen. <laughs> he can maybe he just yeah, kills it? Morbius. Two, bir- yeah, two honestly, birds with just... one stone here. <laughs> Have I mean yeah you could have it all of the uh, the Venom actually well that wouldn't make sense if Venom was in the Tobey Maguire universe but um, you could have all that set in the Sam Raimi universe and then that's how you get the the scrapped Vulture plants uh, into Spider-Man Four so there you go there you go <laughs> um, I mean Sam if Sam Raimi is interested in making Spider-Man Four I I have to get that a Broca. Um, I think he, I think they should just let him do it. Just do it. Just let him do it. It would make a bajillion dollars. Doctor Strange dollars. is gonna make, yeah. Doctor Strange is gonna make a billion dollars, and then they'll be like, oh man, the Sam Raimi guy, he's got a lot of talent, <laughs> I guess. So <laughs> it turns out the Sam Raimi guy's pretty good at making superhero movies. Who would imagine? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're closing in on less than a month away from Doctor Strange. So uh, broke excited for, for that. Yeah, broke on. Um, okay, so I did not know this until uh, this week. Uh, Better Call Saul final season news. Did you see this? Well, I don't know what the news is, so I don't know if I saw okay. it. Well I, just, well, I feel like you would know if you had seen it. So um, casting news uh, for the final season of Better Call Saul. Um, 
Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul are going to be both reprising their roles in some capacity in this final season. That seems like a spoiler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I was it was like front page news on a lot of uh, movie websites. So I and it wasn't like treated as a spoiler. So I don't know. I mean, it Whatever. makes sense because I, I think they said that part of the last season was going to take place after the end of Breaking Bad. Or like okay. through like you would like there needs to be some sort of intersection you would think with Breaking Bad in this final season. Yeah, so. we'll see. Yeah, we'll it's, see. It's I'm curious to see how they're gonna do it because I mean, like said after El Camino. I mean, did like El Camino confirmed that Walter White was for sure dead. Yes, and then spoilers for and then, this show from 2013. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously Jesse Pinkman, he's off doing his own thing. So I don't know. Maybe Saul's representing I'm, him in hell. <laughs> My <laughs> client can't go to hell. <laughs> Do you know how I mean, hard it uh, is to teach ionic compounds to high schoolers? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I I guess I give this a Brokaw. Yeah, I guess I give it a Brokaw. Holden, thanks for spoiling it. <laughs> I, I mean, I was like, yeah, they might make an appearance. I, I don't, it's not, for me, it's not like, um, like I would lose my mind if I saw them, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, it, it'll be nice to see them again. Uh, I'm very excited to watch through Better Call Saul and get to that point. But, um, yeah, Brokaw. Brokaw for um, me. Yes. And then uh, my final piece of news uh, is that Fast and the Furious 10, Jimmy, uh, Brie Larson is joining the cast in some sort of role. Uh, Vin Diesel had a classic welcome to the family post on Instagram. So, Welcome yeah. to the family, Brie Larson. <laughs> We're so happy to have you with us. It's going to be so one heck of a ride. Captain Marvel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't really care. Bergeron. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, Bergeron for me, too. Um, that's it for me, Jimmy. Do you have anything? I uh, just saw that there was an A24 trailer for... It was like Marcel the Shell with shoes on or something. It's oh, called. yeah. I saw the trailer like thumbnail or something i didn't watch it though uh, well apparently it's based on like this series of like short films from like 10 years ago or something that are just very like okay. wholesome and watching the trailer it's very unique and it looks quite good and it's like seems family friendly it, okay. it's like this weird uh, i don't know if it's stop first motion. for a24 yeah <laughs> i don't know if it's stop motion or something it looks stop motion but it looks very unique and interesting and i'm excited to see it it looks just like a little delightful film okay so i think i a, saw that it had been it gets oh, broke off for me okay yeah i think i saw it had been shown at sundance and people were thinking it was just adorable uh, an adorable movie so yeah i'll have to check out that trailer um any gaming news i saw today they announced kingdom hearts 4 <laughs> i guess but I haven't gotten to anywhere close to the end of the series, so I don't really have a super big opinion on that. But I don't know. Was there anything for you? 
I don't think so. Not off the top of my head. There's probably something. All right. But, oh well. All right. In that case, uh, we'll move on to our review of Moon Knight Episode 2. Let's do it. All right. So, Moon Knight Episode 2. Um, we we quite enjoyed the first episode. Uh, we're going to do full spoilers uh, for this like we do for all of our TV episode reviews. Um, Jimmy, what do you think of this episode? Okay, tale of two episodes for me. First half, I was getting really fatigued with just him not knowing anything. I was like, I'm over this. Like, I just let, <laughs> like, it feels like just annoying at it, I was just like, I'm over it. Let's go. Let's get on with the story. Um, and yeah. then I thought the second half of the episode was really good. Um, yeah, that I don't know if you felt that too, but I was just like, I'm like this. This is dragging on, just in terms of like, <laughs> oh, what's happening? Oh, I don't know who you are. You're Mark, and I'm not Mark. And this lady thinks I'm Mark, but I'm not Mark, and I don't know what's happening. I'm like, oh my gosh, let's go. Let's just yeah. get over this. I mean, yeah, probably the biggest issue of this episode for me is that it, it's the classic problem of people just not, you know, talking to each other, <laughs> like mm-hmm. not just explaining things to each other. Um, I mean, you have that with Mark and Steven, uh, obviously, but then also with uh, Steven and Mark's wife, I guess, like there's Layla. Yeah. Layla. Yeah. Couldn't remember her name, but um yeah, I mean, there's like so, there's so many moments there where you know Stephen could just take a moment and be like, "Look, I, I don't know what's happening. I have this other personality living in my head. Like, sure, she might not believe him, but he doesn't even like say that at all. It, like, I don't know. I feel like that's you should just you know tell her what's going on, even if she doesn't believe you. There's just a bunch of stuff like that that does kind of get on my nerves that I think will be rectified is kind of rectified already uh by the end of the episode but the second yeah. half of the episode was so strong that i am over it like i just think i was like okay okay well we we made it to where we <laughs> needed to go so now it's starting to hit um yeah yeah i first off oscar isaac is phenomenal in these two parts like mm-hmm. you like i'm totally buying into the fact that these are two completely separate characters yeah yeah no he's he's awesome um i mean he's 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 really fun as the pathetic little stephen grant which is like kind of unique for him i guess he's not typically the pathetic weird character and then you have mark who's the more you know stoic knows what or at least knows what he's doing confident um badass kind of thing um, which is closer to more what Oscar Isaac has done in the past, but still, it is great just seeing uh, those two. I mean, ba- him basically working off of himself. So, yeah, I like how they're doing the reflection stuff too. I mean, it's kind of reminiscent of last night in Soho. I'm sure these were mm-hmm. going on concurrently uh, in production, so they didn't steal anything, but they did. They're doing just as what good of a job as they did in uh, that movie. So uh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's creative. Um, it's very effective. Uh, we still don't really, I don't know if they explained what was happening. I'm still not sure. So I may, I could have missed something, but I like 
they are two separate people though right like they're not like mark died and then Conchu brought him back to life but then there's steven grant and i'm just like i i'm not exactly Wait, is that what happened i don't know like i don't know what's going on like are they two just completely separate people or did they like i just don't know what's happening you know what i'm saying yeah i, I yeah, I mean, just kind of adds to the mystery. I'm I'm excited to see what the answers for that are. I don't I don't know. I don't think they have given an explanation as to whether or not they're two people or if it is, you know, one person with just extreme dissociative identity disorder. I don't I don't know. I just thought that Conchu um, was like, or or Mark was saying he was in debt to Conchu, and Conchu said something about you were like dead without me or like you were dead and I brought you back or something. I don't, I could be missing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, even if that was the case, it could still just be, I don't know, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't really know what to think about it. Conchu himself, uh, seems like a, a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kind of, I mean, I, I kind of say, like I was going to say more toucan. He looks like a big yeah. toucan, kind of. <laughs> or one of those uh, yeah, plague that. doctors. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the design. I think it's kind of cool. Um, uh, but I, I and I kind of like that he's not just this, you know, f- this figure, like angel in his ear or something that, you know, is just telling him, oh, you should be doing this. You should be doing this good thing or whatever. You're, you have these powers that I gave you to do good or whatever. He's... He seems just like this god who's kind of like self-serving and he's basically just using these mortals to get what he wants since he himself can't do much uh, in the mortal realm. So, so from what I understand, Kanchu apparently judges them after they're dead. And, yeah, or, or like yeah, after they've, yeah, excuse me, not after so. they're dead, after they've done something bad. And the mm-hmm. whole idea of Amut and this in this version of the mythology is that she, which I didn't know I was female, but she can judge them before they do something bad, at least in this interpretation of the mythology. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what it, that's what it seems like. Yeah. So like a minority report <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> or uh, like winter soldier esque stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, I was, I'm kind of rooting for Ethan Hawke right now, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know you see that that utopia they were living in man i thought he was making yeah, some I good mean, arguments i'm like mark really hasn't done anything to convince me that conchu is a good guy <laughs> and conchu's just trying to scare you and ethan yeah. hawk over here is just dropping facts so <laughs> i i i'm here's the scarab amulet you go judge everybody predestination whatever let's live in a utopia (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I mean i yeah it's i i mean i do agree with some of his points but i also do i'm also like with steven where it's like so you just do this to kids and you'll just kill kids like if you see that they might do bad things in the in the future like i don't know how i feel about that kind of thing but but if you I guess knew, it, I guess it all it kind of goes to the argument though like you can go back in time and kill <laughs> baby Hitler. Do you do it? <laughs> it kind of goes back to that argument like you could save lives. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I wonder if they're going to go... I, I, I'm sure they'll go into the whole, like, question as to whether or not things are, are supposed to be predetermined in this, like, if destiny is, like, completely true and, you know, I don't know. Maybe I, they'll find out it's not. See, I... I am... Um, I'm hoping that... Um, Ethan Hawke's character kind of gets disillusioned with the whole idea. Um, I think that would be more interesting than him, like, you know, like if he's just like, oh, I'm, I'm totally on this side with Amut this whole time, and I, I'm kind of hoping that Amut is a, a deceiver, and it's like, yeah. oh, I declared you bad, but it's just because you didn't agree with what I was thinking. It wasn't because you did something bad. It's just I didn't like the way you looked, or I didn't like why you know your opinions on certain things and that sort of thing or my definition of bad is is like not is very harsh like oh you once ate a cookie out of the cookie jar you die <laughs> yeah exactly um but i would well, love yeah, to see I, some i would like to see some conflict within ethan hawk uh i think that could be really exciting yeah. The other thing I'm Me excited too. about Holden is the idea mm-hmm. of kind of this dynamic duo aspect of Mark and Steven and their Moon Knight forms because I think you could do some really creative stuff with that because it seems like they're going to set up where Steven's version of Moon Knight is going to be just wearing like the, the formal suit. Yeah, he's and, the Mr. Knight. Yeah, Mr. Knight. And I don't know if they do. This is what they do in the comics. Uh, and then uh, Mark is going to be the Moon Knight. And I, I think it's cool, especially since they're going to ancient Egypt, not to ancient Egypt, going to modern day Egypt. <laughs> they are not traveling through time. I don't think um, they're going to Egypt, and you know that's kind of Stephen's area of expertise. So yeah, it's like I would love to see him kind of take over when they need that, like archaeologist egyptologist perspective and he needs to like get them through these like puzzles or like these booby traps or these tombs or whatever and then mark takes over when it's like okay combat time i'm gonna kick some butt and i think that Mm -hmm. could create some really interesting dynamics and then the whole idea of conchu does not seem to be like i (laughs) conchu doesn't really seem to be a good guy so it's like no (laughs) That's an interesting thing too. Like, will Conchu be rele- Like, will he still be around at the end of the series? I don't know. It's it's a lot of interesting stuff going on. Uh, what are your you thoughts? Could say Holden? that uh, you could say that Stephen and uh, uh, Mark are the brains and brawn, respectively. <laughs> yes. Which I would, uh, which I would like. Uh, yeah, I um, Conchu. Uh, I I don't know. I. Kind of going back to what you're saying about Ethan Hawke's character, I I just want like a lot of r- big moral quandaries with both with both sides. Really, uh, I mean, it'd be on- honestly almost cool if like Conchu ended up being the main villain or something. Like I don't know, I just like some unique take on this. Um, I didn't, I do want to see that uh, Arthur's uh, moral dilemma with his god too. Maybe they all f- they find out that both gods are just dicks. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was gonna say i was like like, this could be a thing where they're both just evil like you're you're working for this evil don't you see that it's like well you're working for that evil don't you see that kind of sort of yeah yeah two sides of the same coin holden (laughs) well and they've they've made it somewhat or they they 
they're calling this a mini series, so like Moon Knight could possibly not exist in the MCU after this. So I mean, like they could just, you know, end up banishing or fighting Khonshu, you know, at the end of this, doing whatever they need to do for, with him. All I know is that I want them to be going to the Egyptian underworld for their battle, yeah. and I'm hoping that's where it is and not in the real world but it seems like they're setting up for the real world because they're like well i gotta release the spirit of a mitt so, yeah yeah we'll see i mean i i think i'd rather the real world just because i don't i don't want to know what like i feel like the budget wouldn't be that great for uh whatever they're gonna do for the underworld they'd probably make it like fully cg or something i suppose fine holden i'm happy either <laughs> way uh what do you think of the suit I mean, it's clearly just a CGI man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know no, how I, I feel I about it. it. I feel like they could have just made the actual suit. Yeah. Um, well, is, is some of it practical? Like, it, to me, it almost looks like some of it's practical and they have, like, CGI touch-ups with, like, the eyes and, like, some of the more, like, wild parts of it. Maybe at times, but there's, like during a lot of that action i'm like that is just clearly a cgi figure yeah so yeah i mean i don't know i think i think the design of the suit itself is really cool Um, i do too i I just i'm like there's no reason they couldn't have just made it other than the eyes yeah in my opinion it i'm just like why did why didn't they just actually make it yeah no i agree with that i think it would have been cooler if it was just all done or at least 90% done practically. Um, I'm in, I, I kind of like Lydia so far. I'm interested to see, I mean, I think it's an interesting wrench to throw in and not really anything that, you know, Layla probably seen before or Layla. Yeah. Yeah. Layla can't remember. I just can't remember her name. Lydia's Um, Lydia's the lady that is that girl we went to China with and we just bothered her about her word connect phone app. (laughs) Oh yeah. Word connect. Shout out to Lydia. Shout out to Lydia. Um, Definitely not listening to this, but if you need some help with word connect, (laughs) this mobile game, we just let us know. Okay. Yeah. But Layla, uh, she's, I, I think it's just interesting to have like you know this other personality that you weren't aware of and then he's just like married <laughs> like and not only i mean and she's also like a very seems very intelligent with like egyptology and stuff like that and they were apparently partners in this treasure hunting stuff um so i think that's just very interesting and i, I the dynamic so far i like and uh, her with steven it's really cool so i'm excited to see more of her yeah i hope it gets more swashbuckling holden you know that's my yeah. favorite word <laughs> that i like to just throw around swashbuckling i want some swash treasure rooms and traps and puzzles and weird we need, jackal we this monsters to just turn into the mummy yeah that's really <laughs> what i want the mummy returns yeah. um yes good stuff uh i do like how they made ethan hawk's character uh, a a previous avatar of Kanchu, so oh, he knows Kanchu yeah. in and out. I thought that was a really interesting aspect of him. Basically, I love Ethan Hawke's character. Holden, it's kind of yeah. what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I think he's been established. He is really so. good. Establishes a pretty he, compelling yeah. villain so far. 
Yeah, and uh, I didn't really read too... I think critics got the first four episodes for to review uh, before it started, and I didn't really read too deep into the reviews for, like, spoilers, but I did see that um, Ethan Hawke just has a very big presence in, like, every episode, so we'll keep getting a lot of him, I think, which is exciting. Yeah. Um, Good stuff, Holman. Yeah. Trying to think what what else about this. Oh, I I didn't really mention. I, I mean, I guess we kind of talked about the composer last time. I really liked like the main Moon Knight theme. Yeah, like that plays. It, I don't think it's like really plays during the credits or anything. But like whenever he turns into Moon Knight, I think it's really good. So it's cool. I'm Shout excited to see more of Mark Moon Knight action. Yeah, Mark Moon Knight action. Um. I don't know. What else, Jimmy? Anything else? I think that's all that I have for this episode. Overall, still highly interested. I was like, mm-hmm. I was a little skeptical after the first half of this episode, but I'm like, oh no, okay, we're we're on track here. I, if that's yeah. like, if that 20 minute chunk was gonna be the only part where I was starting to get fatigued with the show, then uh, the rest of it has been highly entertaining. So, good stuff. Yeah, I, I think. Agree. I'll go seven and a half on this episode. Sure. Yeah, I think seven and a half is... Yeah, that's about where I would sit, too. Um, really enjoy this episode. Um, looking forward to see where this goes. I just... I don't really... like. I mean, we, we speculated a lot during this this review about like different things that could happen but we don't really know where it's going it doesn't seem to be going in any predictable direction so that's exciting one thing i will add i didn't love the idea that he's the only people who can see like the jackals attacking him and that stuff i i wish those were a little bit more everyone could see that happening and it doesn't really make that much sense because like layla could smash stuff and like throw it on the jackal and then she could see like how it interacted with that so i'm like well why does i mean yes he's infused with like these supernatural powers but i i don't know it just it was cool visually from like oh there's like you can't see what's going on but i don't know i I think i'd just rather have it cemented in the real world a little bit more I mean, I guess from, like, a story perspective, since, like, Arthur's the one that's summoning those, it kind of makes sense that he can summon those to do his bidding, and, like, he's still getting, like, adoration and power from these people following him, because they probably don't know that he's just sending these out to kill people. (laughs) So, I don't know. I don't know. But I don't uh, mind. I don't mind it too much. I don't mind it too much. I just would prefer it the other way. Sure. Um... Yeah, because I I just get annoyed with the whole like oh nobody can see what I can see so everybody thinks I'm crazy but I just that that's I just feel like that's a tired I don't trope. Th- I didn't really feel like they played into that the, in this though. Like I mean, well they did Layla the whole first part confused. of the episode was that like oh, oh yeah I, I go to the security beginning. guy and oh none of that really happened and I just look crazy and they're like oh go see a psychiatrist because you're crazy you know you need to be. Like, you know, like I'm just like I'm done with that trope. It's been played to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh hopefully that doesn't really impact the rest of the show. We'll see. Yeah. Alrighty, anyway. Holden. Cool. I guess we should go on to our review of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. 
Yes. All right, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Um, I will do non-spoilers, uh, followed by spoilers. Um, but obviously, this is the sequel to Sonic the Hedgehog 1, a movie that came out in 2020, one of the few that came out before the pandemic, and it might actually be the highest grossing film of that year. I I need to double check that, but like I it's can't gotta think of what be, right? Like it has out. to be. Yeah, I can't think of like what else would have come out in 2020. I mean, Blood I guess from as far as American films is Blood um, Bloodshot that came Bloodshot, out. That could not um, have made more money, though. No. The Invisible Man Onward, but Onward came out like two weeks before everything shut down, so it probably didn't have the the time. Um, but yeah, so it came out um, based on the video game series of the same name. Uh, we both enjoyed the first one. I didn't really remember a lot about it going into this. I kind of like went to Wikipedia, and I... I like read the plot synopsis and then I read it and I was like, Oh, I didn't really need to read this. Like, it's not like this is some deep lore that you need to understand, but, um, yeah. Um, what'd you, uh, what'd you think of this movie, Jimmy? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's another kids movie that is perfectly fine. There are, mm-hmm. My biggest criticism of this movie is that it is too long. Like it is yeah. no business being over two hours, and there, <laughs> there is easily twenty minutes that you could cut out of this movie that does not need to be in here. <laughs> there is a part. The second act of this movie, there is a chunk of time where I turned to Holden and I literally said, "What the f is happening?" <laughs> And we just we died just started laughing. laughing at that point, yeah, because it was like Sonic is not even like in this chunk of the movie. Like, there's like a solid 15 minutes where Sonic's just not in there, and it goes yeah. on this B plot that has nothing really to do with the rest of the story. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> what is happening? And it is not really for kids. It's just. It's like what drugs were they doing when this part of the when they wrote this part of the movie? Yeah, um, I mean it, it is like we had a fun time watching it because we were laughing at it. Like it wasn't really that part wasn't really boring. I don't think it was just really stupid. <laughs> like it didn't need to be there. It was it um, was so odd. Like if you would have told me this happened just in the middle of the movie going into it, I'd be like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> and yeah some of the the plot points in here are just wild uh there's like two climaxes for some yeah. reason uh like i said yeah. there's like two whole chunks of the second act that you could just two whole scenes that you could just cut out and the movie would be the same and I, uh that, I, i'm gonna that's where I'm just gonna say that like those were that that that's my biggest gripe is that the like the movie was just thirty minutes longer than it needed to be, and it you could feel it at the end of the movie well i so I mean I won't talk about like what exactly what happens outside of spoilers, but that first climax you're talking about 
initially I thought that was going to be like where the end of the movie was. And if the movie had ended there, I would actually be saying the other thing. I would say this movie was paced really well because I thought like it up to that point when it was like building up to that first climax kind of thing, I was like, oh, wow, like this movie's already coming to a close. Like this is two hours seem to have kind of flown by honestly but then you add on that extra 20 30 minutes um which yes is more exciting than that other chunk that jimmy was talking about but it's still just another 20 30 minutes after what already seemed like what could have been the end of the movie so yeah just really slowed the movie down yeah that but i literally that's my big gripe about it everything else was mm-hmm. just like it was a perfectly fine uh kids movie the effects were pretty good honestly um yeah <laughs> there's one aside sp- from one one specific <laughs> thing they did practically that looks so incredibly bad after like this huge elaborate sequence of action <laughs> that just is like it's what, kinda- that is awful and it like the effect itself i i almost like it was kind of a punchline like it was it was used to make a punchline to the scene but the effect itself was more of a punchline i thought it was very funny (laughs) how bad it was it was the least convincing version of that thing i've ever seen in my life yeah yeah well i'll we'll mention that in spoilers because it is probably one of the funniest bits of the movie (laughs) so if you do want to see it we won't spoil it for you but (laughs) um i I think the music is like actually really good too like i was like why is this score good (laughs) yeah in general it was pretty good um i this one i remember the first one incorporated some of the music from the games a little bit more like they had orchestrated versions this one i don't think did really but it still was pretty solid i don't know if it's the same composer or not yeah in terms of performances i mean you had jim carrey doing the jim carrey thing like he's doing his best (laughs) with the dialogue given to him and he's just being insane having fun um yeah i mean i think that's it almost a disappointment because like he's doing really well but i felt like his dialogue was like the least funny in the movie honestly like it was just maybe he was overacting too much for what it was or something but it was like I don't know. I was laughing more at like other bits, whether unintentional or not, um, than I was really at Jim Carrey. I think he just didn't have anything to work with, honestly. I don't think he was. Yeah, that's probably true. I like his approach to the character. He just had nothing Mm -hmm. to do with it. Like he just, there was nothing he could do. Um, But I will say, Jim Carrey being unfunny is a lot more tolerable than Ryan Reynolds being unfunny in my opinion. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. At least, you know, Jim Carrey is trying everything and, you know, not just doing the same, you know, three jokes over and over again. So, um, <laughs> uh, I thought Idris Elba was good as, yeah, like, good. Uh, that was Knuckles pretty funny. as like Knuckles being kind of the fish out of water on earth, not understanding why things are or what phrases mean and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, it, that's a trope you've seen before with, like, aliens and whatnot or just otherworldly beings. But uh, Knuckles was a great addition because not only, uh, I mean, was that part funny, he was also, like, weirdly cute. 
I don't know if you like ever notice, but like in he spent a lot of scenes with like Eggman and uh, even like Eggman's henchman guy, or I guess Doctor Robotnik as they call him in this um, Jim Carrey's character. Uh, but he there's like he's just like sitting at tables and he's like weird proportions, so it just looks very bizarre. And it's just like it's it's kind of adorable, honestly. I was uh, there's a couple of scenes where I was like, oh, he's just a big big red little echidna guy cute yeah baby baby uh knuckles was cute too or kid knuckles yeah yeah that was really cute um i think the sonic tails relationship was really solid too like i really bought into their chemistry mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's it's kind of weird i i like tails and, and i like their relationship like you said but like i don't really understand his purpose in the plot i guess like he I mean, he's coming to warn Sonic, I guess, but I mean, he didn't even really know exactly what was happening. He just kind of like a vague idea and then he's just here, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Just kind of a minor nitpick. I don't mind him being here. I like he is good, but yeah. Yeah. I think uh, Uh, that covers a lot of it for me, non-spoiler wise. Well, then what else do you want to touch upon? Um, just general, aside from Robotnik, uh, the other human characters are pretty unnecessary, and that kind of feeds into that scene that you are talking about earlier. Um, it just, I, I think they're moving past the need for those characters. Um, I think you're getting to the point in the next one where you, you could just do a, you know, CG movie. I mean, they can interact with humans, but they don't need to be part of the main cast. I don't know. It's... It, it didn't really seem like James Marsden wanted to be there, honestly. He's just kind of like, yeah, I'm doing this for a, a paycheck or whatever. It wasn't in it a ton. Yeah, but. I would say he doesn't need to be in it. Like, they're like, oh, we're a family and all of that. And I'm like, okay. This, it it's, felt it's weird, weird every time they cut to them. Yeah, and the, the whole family thing is weird, especially, I don't know, like, it's supposed to be, like, this father-son dynamic, but Sonic just seems, like, too old to, like, be James Marsden's son. Yeah. And I think maybe it's partially because of the voice actor, uh, Ben Schwartz, but I don't know. It's just, it just never, I never really bought that, I guess. I didn't either. It felt weird. I was like, Sonic feels like mm. he should be off on his own. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I would say that the outside of Jim Carrey and his little henchman guy, which that was an interesting dynamic, yeah. <laughs> um, that the other people characters were uh, lackluster. Yeah, I agree. Except for the one that just hijacks 15 minutes of it in the middle of the second <laughs> act. I, I, did, I like had forgot she was in the first movie i had completely forgotten she was a character but apparently like people thought she was really funny in the first movie so i think that's why she got extended screen time in this i guess i mean she was funny Mm -hmm. it was just like what (laughs) what is happening (laughs) why is this happening in the middle of a kid's movie yeah (laughs) um all right ready for ratings holman yeah, I'll give my rating first. Um, I think I'll give this uh, six and a half. I'm feeling six and a half on this. It's a, it's nothing fantastic, but it's a solid, you know, little kids adventure movie. 
Yeah, I think I gave the first one six out of 10. So I'm going to just stick to that with this one. Like if you're a parent and you're going with your kid, you're not going to want to just smack your head against a brick wall the whole time. Um, Yeah. Although it does get a little long and um, it's got good themes in it. Wholesomeness, family ties, good relationships. Uh, You get to see Jim Carrey's perhaps his last outing. Um, So Mm -hmm. enjoy that. And yeah, I think it's um, it's not a must see movie. uh, But if you're if you have a young kid or you're babysitting, you know, and that's it's a good it. It's a decent movie to watch. Yeah, if you enjoyed the first one, I think you'll you'll like this one. Yeah. I, some people seem to like this one more. They're I don't remember what I gave the first one. They are probably on par, like you said, for me. But um, yeah. it's not worse, which is a testament. Yeah, it's to it's being not a worse. <laughs> like I definitely don't think it's worse than the first one. No. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, Holden, let's dive into spoilers. <laughs> All right, uh, spoilers for uh, Sonic the Hedgehog two. Um, lots of lots of Sonic references in this that I picked up on. And Jimmy uh, definitely did not. Definitely uh, did not. I did egg. catch when he said <laughs> "gotta go fast" this time. Yeah, that was that was classic. Um, the uh, coffee shop that um the henchman like seems to be running is called mean bean which uh there was a spin-off game for the sega genesis uh, that was a puzzle game called dr robotnik's mean bean machine and it was kind of like a tetris clone kind of thing um so that's a reference um towards the end of the movie when sonic is like saving knuckles underwater he inhales a bubble <laughs> Which is just something that happens in the games, but it was so distractingly weird in the movie because I was like, okay, that's literally just like, that's how you get more air in the underwater levels in the games. So, um, but aside from that, it's just, it's some other smaller, more niche things, I guess. Uh, But those were the two big ones I kind of enjoyed. Nice. Um, well, first off, let's talk about that one practical effect. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the thing we've been hinting at for uh, yes. so long now the ice cream scoop falling off the cone it <laughs> launches i mean it just launches off the cone it, it just gets completely pulled sideways like there's so <laughs> clearly a string attached to it that someone just <laughs> yanks off screen like they shouldn't even like yeah comped the screw the the string out like they shouldn't even like rotoscoped it out they should have just <laughs> left it in there because it would have been just as convincing like the kids yeah, just own, i mean like he's like, not even holding it like tilted where it would slide off and also it's yeah like, i mean like yeah go uh, go ahead i was just gonna say the the classic bit of the, you know the ice cream falling off the cone i mean it's a tired joke. If they, I mean, if it had happened as it was, it would just be like, okay, whatever. It's it's fine. But I, I think it was just funnier because the kid wasn't holding the ice cream at an angle. He was just holding it like <laughs> just even with the ground essentially, and then the ice cream scoop just falls off. It like, gets, I mean, like it off. gets tugged off. It like doesn't like fall yeah. right off the cone. Doesn't slide off. It gets tugged off. It, it like it jumps. You can off clearly the cone. see. 
yeah, the the movement and the momentum is clearly just that of something that's being pulled. Like it's hard to describe exactly without just seeing it, but like you you'll know exactly what you're talking what we're talking about if you do see it. Um. And it's just <laughs> it's juxta it's juxtaposed by this pretty impressive sequence on that uh, that what do you like bank truck i don't know what to call it um kind of the taking it apart and putting it like it falls apart and you got sparks and explosions (laughs) and stuff's going on it's pretty visually impressive and then it just ends with that (laughs) and the kid is just sitting there with his he's just standing there with his mouth agape the entire time too he's like (gasps) it's like it's it seems like that kid like won a contest and that's why he's in the movie or he's somebody's kid because he's just like oh that yeah i mean that's (gasps) the entire time he's just like the director clearly was like just open your mouth as wide as you can and just hold it like that (laughs) Uh, one thing i wanted to say about that car sequence is that uh sonic even though he gets you know lambasted a bit for how he treated that chase he still did a better job with less collateral damage than the uh car chase at the beginning of the amazing spider-man 2 <laughs> with the rhino <laughs> i don't know if you if you know that bit but that scene's often made fun of for spider-man just not trying to stop the car he's like just quipping and like just poking fun at rhino while he's just like running into like like dozens of cars <laughs> and spider-man's just not stopping it because he's like it's supposed to be funny but yeah sonic's better superhero than spider-man i said it there you go uh yeah um what else do i want to say the the uh cgi and the opening sequence like the very opening shot like uh dr robotnik's rube goldberg machine that he's got going is quite impressive yeah um, honestly when he's trying all the mushroom ju- coffees mm-hmm yeah, there's I, there was like maybe one like bit of physics like I, with one of the mushrooms rolling that I was like, okay, that looks a little fake. But every, I mean, it just in terms of like photorealism and everything, it, it is quite impressive with the the water and everything. I mean, it did it started and initially I was like, is this like real? Like I don't know how they would have made this with like the mushrooms and everything. But no, it had to yeah, be. Right. I, I would be stunned if any of that was real. Oh, well, I, I'm guessing they like comp, they cut it, edited it into a shot that was real. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there mm-hmm. was a point where it started to be real, and that's when they brought in Jim Carrey or something. Um, yeah. It was impressive. I thought I just wanted to shout out the artists who made that. Um, shall we talk about the second act of this movie um, <laughs> and the B plot that just happens all of a sudden? Well, but. Before we get to that, um, this is also kind of in the second act, uh, is the, uh, they, they made time for an extended dance sequence in a bar. <laughs> did not Which need was, to be in here. No, did not need to be in there. And it's like to Uptown Funk, which like, yeah, it, it was a popular song like five years ago. <laughs> like clearly not even like, I mean it's still a good song or whatever but just not even a popular song when they started developing this movie it was just kind of it made the movie feel a little dated even though it's brand new i don't know it was weird and then it's like all these like just serbians and it's like okay (laughs) it just felt like something that was out of a 90s comedy 
Yeah, or like a DreamWorks movie. <laughs> yeah. They always have that dance sequence at the end. <laughs> yeah. Um it was it was weird. I don't I did not need to be in there. Uh oh yeah. All right, hold on. Shall we talk about the Bridezilla plot? <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of the strangest things I've ever seen in a movie. Um and out of the blue, you have the guy who's just undercover to like get to Sonic, I guess. Yeah, I I didn't really understand like that whole angle of it. Like, why why was he getting together with? I mean, I guess it's because she had contact with Sonic like in the first movie, and so maybe that's just the closest way they can get like some sort of undercover person to that family or you but know you could just don't... move in next door and be their neighbor yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> it seemed very convoluted it did not make sense and then he's like oh i guess i actually love her <laughs> and she's like what the heck this is my day she starts she launches a guy into the sky <laughs> and which that was so funny because they're just, they're like is he gonna come back down i don't know <laughs> and then he just cuts to him flying up uh <laughs> so many things happening during that sequence she t- steals a golf cart and chases him down she vaporizes a cake she's threatening to murder people she t- takes a mai tai i like what is happening um yeah she just loses it um and okay uh that was interesting uh, and it was mm-hmm. pretty entertaining i'm not gonna lie but um did not help yeah, the we pacing just... of the movie and then well it in the whole that whole like sequence ends with her like driving the go-kart into like speakers or something and then she gets out and she walks away while like drinking and like it explodes in slow mo behind her while she's not looking at it. <laughs> it's just like what what is happening? We were like we were dying at this point because Jimmy had already said that bit about what is happening, and so we were just then not taking it seriously at all. It was so funny. Uh, yes. Um, so you had that bit and then they like then they make up and they're kissing and you had the fl- the plane flying in the background with the flag and then it cuts back to Sonic who's just like I gotta do this all by myself um, yeah I mean it's yeah. like as funny as that sequence was that just feeds more into what we were saying about like these like the human characters just don't need to be in this movie essentially like the only things they do aside from like have some sort of like moral lesson or like message about the movie is they they rescue Sonic by using the ring um and they I guess kind of help him during the like the climax when they drive over to him but only kind of cuz Sonic was basically already over there like <laughs> by the time they reached him so <laughs> I like that one yeah, part of just, the movie where they're playing volleyball and James Marsden is just like, oh, man, I'm around all these attractive people. and I'm just, a, you know, an ordinary <laughs> Joe, even though he's like just like clearly jacked underneath his shirt. And he's yeah, handsome. He's, 
James Marsden, who's this very handsome man, very well-built man, just, like, <laughs> playing this pathetic guy just doesn't work. But yeah, I'm just such funny. an average schmuck, you know? <laughs> like, you're, like, you're pretending like you're out of shape and stuff, and you're just, you you're just clearly ripped. Like, so, like, it's just <laughs> not believable. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, Interesting movie. Yeah. Uh, the, the snowboarding stuff was cool. Oh, I do want to say there's a lot of points in this movie where I think Sonic just forgets that he's really fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of times that things just wouldn't happen if he just ran. But he just doesn't. Well, and... Um... This movie, this movie doesn't really, and I guess they don't really address it in the games either. But it's like Knuckles and Tails are also very fast, and like they're also very fast in this movie. But it, then it's they don't, I don't know the speed of all the characters and like the the comparisons between their speeds are not really addressed um, too well. I guess Sonic is still probably the fastest. Knuckles is fast, but he's still slower than a than a car because there's that whole chase like at the beginning yeah. where he's like not he's he's barely catching up to them. Um, I don't know. You had the uh, weird dynamic between Doctor Robotnik and his little sidekick guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know, like. Obviously, like the henchman guy is like in love with him, but I don't yeah. remember. I don't remember that like being a thing in the first one. I think he was just like very loyal, and so this movie they just probably took it a step further. Um, but yeah, that was a good dynamic. I liked that. Uh, again, liked Knuckles a lot, like Tails a lot. Glad they got to team up at the end. Very predictable, but who cares? Um, yeah, who cares? You had oh the big ro I, I guess I, the big robot at the end is the uh, final boss of the actual Sonic the Hedgehog two video game um, oh, from wow. the Sega Genesis. Or I guess it's it's designed a little bit differently, and I think the the arms and legs have different proportions in the game, but general design is based off of that. Yeah, um, and uh, is Gold Sonic a thing in the games? Yeah, that's supersonic. Uh, actually, Jimmy, I, I, I was wondering that. if you would. Yeah, I was wondering if you would know if you had recognized that because that's his final smash in Smash Bros. Brawl. Turns into Gold Sonic. I think I've seen that. Yeah. I'm like, this is very familiar, but I don't know yeah. exactly where it's from. It's like it, it, I. Th I think it's very clearly a reference to like Dragon Ball Z like the suit I don't know anything about Dr Dragon Super Ball Saiyan. Z but like Super Saiyan yeah that I think that's what they call it yeah but um I think it's it is a reference to that but I think most of the Sonic characters have like a super form um we got the hints of Shadow at the end uh which sh I know Shadow has a super form I wonder if we'll get that in the next movie but um yeah, speaking of which, the shadow. Uh Jimmy called it. I called it Holden. I was like, what's this post credit scene gonna be Shadow? And Holden's like, I'm impressed you know who Shadow is. I'm like, Oh yeah, I know. That's about all I know about Sonic. There's a guy named Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, once, there once he Shadow is. gets <laughs> Once Shadow gets introduced, uh Jimmy's not gonna have any way of knowing what's gonna happen next in this film series, so <laughs> No, I didn't know who Tails was. I knew who Knuckles was. Um, Knuckles and Shadow. So you didn't know who Tails was? No, 
Holden. I don't know anything. Oh. I didn't even know he said gotta go fast. Okay, so <laughs> that's interesting. See, Tails is like the is probably the second biggest character. He's like even bigger than like Knuckles and Shadow. He's he was introduced in Sonic the Hedgehog to the video game as well, but major sidekick to Sonic. What other villains does Sonic have? Because I mean, obviously, Doctor Robotnik is not going to return. Yeah, he has other ones. Um, I wonder. Shadow's like an anti-hero. I, I don't want him to have the exact same arc as Knuckles in this, but I wonder if they're gonna do that. Um, but I don't know. There's like some of the some of the games have good villains. There's a lot of bad Sonic villains though, so I I don't know what they're gonna do eventually. Like there's a villain called Chaos that I think they'll do. That one's pretty good i like that one i don't know there's a few they still have left but robotnik is the big one so i'm i don't know how much longer this series is going to go on and if it goes on for a while what they're going to do eventually yeah i don't know um yeah i think that's all i got to say about sonic 2 yeah i'm just trying to think if um I did. Oh, the the bit where he's like home alone and he's just like riding over with the mower like in the living room. It just that was. I thought that was really funny because it was just got to the ridiculous point where it was like, okay, he just clearly doesn't care about what's happening and why would he have the mower inside? Just ridiculous stuff like that. Very funny. Uh, Sonic does the Jean Ralphio thing of the worst or whatever. Yeah, from, he sings that. I was like, oh yeah. Nice little yeah. call back to Parks and Rec. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty... I feel like there's something big I'm missing that I'm going to I'm gonna beat myself up about after the podcast for not mentioning, but... Yeah, I don't know. I think we're good. All right, Holden. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? All right, Jimmy. So uh, this week, I really only watched one movie, um, and that was American Psycho. What'd Um, you think? I had never seen it. Um, I thought it was pretty good, but I could not take the movie seriously because that movie has been memed to death. Like, I, there's like I feel like almost every single scene from that movie, in some regard, has just been turned into a meme. And so, like every time, like you'd have Christian Bale doing something, like I would just I would think back to the meme and I would laugh. Like it, it's and the movie itself is is kind of funny. Like it, it's a black comedy, but I, w- I was more just laughing at like how the internet has ruined that movie for me. Um, didn't know Jared Leto was in it. Um, he was actually pretty, he wasn't in it too much, but he was actually pretty decent for what little he was in. Um, I must've seen it before. I don't know, have you seen it? Bo- I've seen it. Yeah. Okay. What do you I, think? I don't like American Psycho that much. I, I oh. like the business card scene. Yeah. Um, that seems great. <laughs> I have the highly unpopular opinion that I think Christian Bale is bad in that movie. Like I think his performance is bad and ironic that we're talking about this during after just reviewing sonic 2 but i think that movie would be so much better if it was jim carrey 
I feel yeah, like you know, Christian I mean, Bale is just doing a Jim Carrey impersonation. I I you know what I agree with that. I don't I don't think he's bad in that movie um, personally, but you know what I would Jim Carrey replacing Christian Bale. I'd be on board for that. Like I th- I just um, think there are times in that movie. I mean I've only seen it once, and it was at least five years ago. I just remember thinking he's just doing a Jim Carrey impersonation. I think Jim Carrey would be better. Yeah, yeah, especially since we know Jim Carrey can be serious and stuff. I to me it's weird. I think the weirdest part for me and I know this kind of feeds into like the ending and like the whole like meaning of the movie. I just <laughs> there's like certain bits where I like he's just like like Christian Bale is supposed to be like, you know, acting like nothing is wrong or whatever and like playing it cool. But I just it doesn't come off like it like any reasonable person would see that like something is wrong. <laughs> like I don't, It didn't make I don't know. It was, I think that was more about the performance, though, than the writing. I was like, I just didn't think Christian Bale was great in every scene. But yeah, I don't know. I overall liked the movie, though. Um, but aside from that, I have finished the boys. Um, very good. Very excited for the new season. I had forgotten kind of how that season finale went down somewhat. So that was pretty exciting. Um, just finished season two of breaking bad. So speeding through that, um, in terms of video games, uh, played a lot of Kirby. I beat the main story. I'm going to go back and get a lot of the stuff I missed. Very good. And I've been also playing Hollow Knight. So basically just the stuff I was playing last week. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's it for me. What about you, Jimmy? What have you been doing? First off, Holden. Uh, just finished up season four Better Call Saul. So I have one week now to watch season five nice. again before the next season comes out exciting stuff gonna be able to do it oh i'll do it i will make sure <laughs> and and uh easter's next week so i got a four day break too so i'll help oh, um nice. then uh that's basically all i've done there um i don't know if i this might have been this week uh i emily and i finished up season two of ted lasso so we're fully caught up in that show now um there i mean like i, I like the show there are certain decisions that they made that I was like, oh, I would not have done that. And there's some character arcs where I'm like, why did they? There's one character in particular they just make extremely unlikable. Um, huh. And like you're like, oh, well, I see what they're doing now by the end of the season. But it's like, uh, I, I don't know if they needed to do that. Sure. I don't sure. know. It's just one of those things that it's like, now every time I rewatch this, if I were to rewatch this show, I'd just be like, "Oh, that person's on screen. I know where this is going. It's just kind of being drawn mm-hmm. out, and just don't enjoy them as a character anymore." Um, so you'll understand who I'm talking about if you ever wa- sit down and watch it. Uh, otherwise, Holden, I caved in and I got Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Oh, I I was thinking about getting it this week. I might get it this next week. I could not resist. Um, I got it, and I've only been able to play through The Phantom Menace, so just scraping the surface. Um, There are things I really like about it. However, I think 
I mean, and I've only played the Phantom Menace, but the level does like the actual core levels are some of them are literally like just go from point A to point point B, like literally just run across the map. And it's like, well, that's the level. Like there's like it's mm. there's they're really not like the it seems like the attention was poured to like the boss battles and the open worlds, which those are great. But like the levels in between, they just they have very little substance and they're so brief and they just like things that like, for example, like I I just played the Phantom Menace because I wanted to start with the prequels. Um, Like the part where you're in the Trade Federation like donut ship looking thing, like that's a whole level Mm -hmm. in the, the original Lego Star Wars game. And, like, you play through that, and there's puzzles, and you work your way through. Like, you literally could just go through that thing in, like, four minutes in this one. And, like, that's the whole level unless you go <laughs> around and just explode things. And they really would just want you to explore the open world, which is fun. But it's, like, I'd rather do that stuff in sort of free play. So I don't know what sure. – I don't know if that's the case for all – the movies, but like the the actual levels themselves seem kind of half baked, um, at least for the Phantom Menace, which is disappointing. But over like there mm-hmm. are a lot of other things I really like about the game. So yeah, I more fuller thoughts later. I just wasn't anticipating that. I was anticipating more like oh you have the level that's pretty linear and you go through it and then you can explore these kind of hub worlds later. Um, but sure. holy smokes like the hub worlds are like <laughs> they are not small like they are quite extensive <laughs> um which is cool to like run around coruscant uh, that's been a dream for me for a long time but um yeah uh interesting i'll i'll, I'll give it fuller thoughts next week when i played some more nice otherwise i think that's it for me I- holden there was I I won't spoil exactly what was said, but apparently in the episode nine bit where the Jedi are uh, talking to Ray at the end of the movie, apparently there's some very funny dialogue there. So I'm nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited to play and get to that bit. There's a part the the hardest I've laughed so far is uh, when Darth Maul is like chasing them down on Tatooine, and he like fights Qui Gon quickly outside of the the fancy Chrome ship. Like, Qui-Gon mm-hmm. sees him coming, he's like, oh, and he takes out his lightsaber, and then Jar Jar's behind him, and he takes out, like, a fish, and they, it's like, oh, gooper fish, and, like, when you go through the Gungan city, like, you talk to all these NPCs, and all they talk about is gooper fish, so that just happens, <laughs> he's like, oh, gooper fish, I was like, okay, that's pretty funny. Um, otherwise, yeah, when you're Qui-Gon, and you, like, see something that needs to be used the Force, he does say, I have a particular set of skills that will be useful in this situation. Nice, nice. Um, so, yeah, the the, di- the dialogue, the humor is on point. I'm just like, oh, I just... The levels seem half-baked. It made me want to go back and just replay the original game, honestly. But, uh, yeah. Take us home, Holden. All right, so next week we will have uh, the long-awaited Fantastic Beasts episode. Hopefully, cross my fingers, the last one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll have that. We'll have Moon Knight episode three. Um, everything everywhere is showing uh, in theaters, and I really want to see that. I don't know if I'll have time, um, 
but I I really want to go see that. So maybe, maybe if Jimmy has the time. Um, but no promises. Um, but anyway, aside from that, uh, you can uh, give us a request by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or by emailing us at tompodcast at gmail.com or by donating to our Patreon. Um, I think that's it, Jimmy. Yeah, somebody finally gave us a one-star review, so thank you to whoever did that. <laughs> uh, it makes our it makes our score look more believable. Yeah, so now we're four point nine out of five. The, uh, yeah, four point nine is still very good. Uh, we're not at the inachievable five stars anymore. So no, it it keeps you know us humble. Okay with it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for doing us a favor. We are no longer. Yeah, you know what? Now we know we are no longer the best podcast in the world. Um, so, good reality check for us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Holden. Adios, pantalones. Love you. That one movie podcast.